Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. screwed up with this new 10-episode documentary on the Patriots dynasty. And that was giving people like Chris Curtis a screener to watch all 10 episodes when the hoi polloi, the regulars, the UNIs of the world, go one, two episodes at a time, like normal people. And then you get these people who speak, you know, Curtis speaks down to you as always anyway. But now he's armed with, like, information you don't have, and he's going to tell you what you feel in a couple weeks when you actually get to watch the episode. Terrible idea. The first two episodes were so good, that would have hooked everybody in. Why did they have to give you a screener? I, hey, I don't know. You, you're the one who got me, so blame yourself. I do blame myself. Um, for many things. But I, 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 feel, I feel like it is great. The, the reaction is misguided. The, 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 the anger directed at Greg or myself or Courtney or, or anybody that's watched it, that you're not going to – we're not spoiling anything. It is, Are you kidding? Chad Graff wrote a piece in The Athletic oh, okay, about but, episode 10, which I am drawn to, and I don't want to even talk about episodes 1 and 2 because of this thing he wrote. Okay, I, I am not Chad Graff. I did not do chapter and verse on spe- specific things. I said I thought I had watched this as closely as anybody could possibly watch it. I lived it. The first two episodes, I mean, I was there with my dad at those games. It was awesome to relive just the feeling, I think – you weren't at the Tuck Rule game, were yep. you? You were there? Yes. Ooh, I, was I, in, I was in the stands demanding my dad leave because Anthony was having a party that night, and I didn't <laughs> want to be stuck in snow when the Patriots lost. You and Josh Kraft. Yeah, and so um, my dad stayed, and then when they said, you know, I can tell you, I saw out of the stadium when they overdid the call, there was a sprint back towards Fox, the old Foxborough Stadium, the final game. It's amazing that just the... the, the um, the symmetry of the final game at, at uh, Foxborough Stadium being in snow, the final game coached by Bill Belichick at Gillette Stadium being in snow, Ugh. and the but that I'm not proud to say I was at that one. That, that whole feel, they do a great job of noting the, the the arrival of Kraft, the Parcells drama, the Bledsoe drama, the first two. Not ep- a lot of Parcells drama. A, a little bit. There Can was discussion about no. I mean, maybe not drama, but. You could tell there was a, a, an understanding that I, I don't know how much they cut up Parcells because 
he wasn't a huge part of it, but he did did do some of the. Uh, oh, does he appear later in the series? Okay, it was in the I first just, two. I thought. Parcells was. Yeah, when they talked about, I don't know. I, I they, it is early on, but either way, it, it, they do a very. See, this is the problem. You don't even remember what's in episode one and two. You don't remember what people have seen. You've seen it all. Okay, I I, I I'm talking about specific instances. The Wiggy omission is is glaring. And the uh, the snowball and what that team meant, you cannot overstate the importance of the Vinatieri field goal and the way in which that kick and the snowball propelled the organization into into unforeseen heights. I'm sure this was talked about much at the time, but if he misses and the Raiders lose or if the tuck rule is not in effect and Walt Coleman doesn't go to the rule book and overturn it, Bledsoe still gets traded in the offseason, right? I mean, that's, they're too far down that path. Yeah, one thing that they didn't accurately depict in the first episode is the the Rams' loss in the regular season. Brady didn't play great. They lost by a touchdown. But in the aftermath of that game, there was not this groundswell. There were people that were Drew guys that were steadfast, whether it was Nick Cafardo, God rest his soul, Ron Borges. There were people that were solidly on Drew deserves a shot. And they didn't waver very much. But the majority, I would say 60, 70% of the Patriots fans had agreed it was Brady's team. And so that loss is important because they get into, is episode two Spygate or is no. that episode three? No, two is Snowball. Okay, so they, they'll get into it God, later on. This is going to be so frustrating, Joe, for, for, the, for the entire three hours today. It's what did, what did people see, what did I see? Okay, what do you want me to say? I think they did a great job. I think that Bill Belichick... They did a terrible job giving screeners to people that didn't need it. Why didn't I need it? I've given them more free publicity than they could have ever paid for. Okay, but you would have been anticipating weekly with the audience what's coming out. Okay. Instead, you're done. You're done, Ski. So you don't you've want che- me to work, you've, you've do, do out. 10 hours of, of watching at home. You I want think, me to just yeah, come just in and totally unprepared. Slide, I think we all know it's going to be great. It's, we right. all knew well, it was going to be great. Point. It is so good. In fact... Going into this, the only thing I had heard about it was this clip in the Wickersham story from a couple weeks ago where they cite an, uh, some craft source that describes this upcoming docuseries as an infomercial and a pitch for Robert to get into the Hall of Fame. It's not that at all. I mean, whoever said that is a, just a direct lie. This is good. It, and it's, it's not that flattering a craft. I mean, in some it, ways it is. It is flattering a craft. I mean, they go out of their way. There's certain things, like a, a spoiler alert, um, there is no discussion of maybe Kraft's um, predilection or decision to do things. Uh, Ooh, that gets it, omitted? That gets omitted. So, uh, well, I'm glad like, you've seen the episode. Derek, though. the Steelers fan, will be very unhappy <laughs> about okay. that. Okay, all right. Fair but, enough. no, I, I, well, I... Look at that book over there, the Jeff Benedict book, and he was in studio yesterday with Jones and Mego. It was pretty good. Um, he's got to be thrilled because the interest in that book has gone up 50-fold. Based right. on this series. And and this book was sent out to all season ticket holders. So And at the time that I remember you saying that, it was you almost dismissed it just based on that. Right. And there's because there's both can be true, right? It can be shaded in a positive light for Robert Kraft, and it can contain incredible in depth reporting, which the the biggest um I don't know where I heard this, but the biggest coup for the Apple project was that they really utilize the interviews they already had in the can as a means to get others to join in. So, you know, if if Bill Belichick knows that Malcolm Butler's speaking, then maybe he'll he's more likely to agree to an interview. Or Ernie Adams is speaking, so Brady will do it. So the only people that I know that declined it, the only person I know, is Eric Mangini. He told Cowherd yesterday that 
he did not ask or want to be a part of the uh, the dynasty. Well, that pays off in a big way. The two years that they had, as you say, to get guys, get everybody, pretty much, Mangini aside, and 35,000 hours of archival unlogged footage that they really do pull some gems out from. It I mean, the good. Brady <laughs> at Endzone Motel, the Brady yeah. and Ty Law's apartment or condo. The, the Just the B-roll of you know Foxborough Stadium after the Snow Bowl in the... Uh, in the oh. locker room, the shots of the crowd, you know, shots from Cleveland of uh, wanting to kill Bill. You know, oh, <laughs> I mean, I have goosebumps right now thinking about that night, that parking lot, that feeling at the old Foxborough Stadium when the Patriots won that game, and and what it just—it was a game they were never in control of at all. They were down yeah, early, thirteen-three. You forget that Jerry Rice was on the Raiders. I never even thought I saw Jerry Rice play. I was at the game. He was on the Raiders. And that the way in which the ball bouncing off of Patton's hands, Jermaine Wiggins is right there behind him to get his feet down for a completion. The fourth down conversions in the snow that led to the Vinatieri kick. Yep. The way in which the dumbass Gruden called timeout to ice Vinatieri, which gave them another timeout break to, to clean out the patch for Vinatieri to hit the game winner. And then the next week was one of the great weeks of Sports Talk Radio because... You had the Steelers already booking their flights, already got their ba- bags packed for New Orleans. That was a fait accompli. Yep. And I'll always, I'll give Pete Shepard credit. I remember I was a college student at the time, and he picked the Patriots to win that game, and nobody else on this station did. I don't even think Ordway did. Everybody was picking the Steelers. I remember that because I was a Steelers fan at the time. Right. Pittsburgh kid here locally, and it was only Pete. He was like, and they were like blowing him off. You're the diehard. You're the local. So I always want to give him credit for that. But I do, you know, to going back to the access to this and spinning it forward now to the graph thing. Now you've seen this. This is only part of it. I don't know if this is episode nine or 10, but this quote from Brady, me and coach Belichick, we did what we loved and competed for 20 years, but I wasn't going to sign another contract in new England. Even if I wanted to play until I was 50 based on how things had gone, I wasn't going to sign up for more of it. End quote. Right. That to me is I'm drawn to that. Beyond anything that happened in the first two episodes, which were really good. Um, and I don't know the full context around that. But that is, well, I read that and I'm like, that is a lie. That's another Brady lie. If they offered him the contract, he would have stayed. Yes? It is not a lie. That came after we had already talked about this, Ken. We, we talked about he put his house on the market in August of 2019. But that doesn't matter. He said he wasn't going to sign another contract even if he wanted to play until he was 50. So that leads me to think it was all just BS, the, the, the ass Mr. Kraft. Like, what what was that all about? That was about Kraft siding with Bill over Tom. And and that was when they wouldn't give Tom. But Kraft shouldn't matter. If he's not going to play for Bill anyway, Kraft doesn't matter. Right. But So, so I get back to I don't even know why he left. It, he's lying again. How do you how do you take lying like Ken? It's okay. Even I think Belichick's kids admit they were wrong. You're still sitting on this island. I, Bill Belichick, in the when you watch the docu series, here's what you come away with: He hates being overshadowed by his quarterback. In Cleveland, it was Kozar. At the beginning, it was Bledsoe. At the end, it was Brady. So if they gave Brady the contract, two years, fifty million, would he have stayed? Yes. So he's lying. No, this is after that point. I don't know what you're understanding. So in this docu-series, this is, Brady is referencing a time after he had already put the house on the market. Yes. He says that. No, they don't give the specific time. 
Okay. It just it's it's a confounding again. It's Brady tried to spin it again. Why was he crying talking about it? Do you really think he wanted to leave? I mean, the whole story is about how Robert Kraft was trying to keep Tom happy while Bill Belichick was doing everything he could to ostracize the one guy. There's a scene, hate to break it to you, they win the Super Bowl. It's kind of out there. It's not a spoiler alert. Where against the Rams at the final part of that game, there's this great, you know, the Patriots had the ball up a touchdown. And they went down and they eventually kicked a field goal to go up 10 because they didn't want to go for it on fourth and one, whatever. In that period, there's this back and forth where Bill's saying something to Tom and Tom is already back in the huddle. Like they were basically not communicating. All the players on the team document this, that there was no relationship. That was past the point of no return because Bill made it a point to be bitchy about Guerrero, to be bitchy about Tom not being at the offseason workouts, whatever it was. But in hindsight, obviously you would have stuck with him longer than you would have stuck with the coach. I mean, and nobody would dispute that, would so, you? So Brady left because of Bill. Bill's mistreatment. Yes. Not the contract. Right. Bill never changed his approach. Want to go back and relitigate this? Bill never changed his I approach. I don't really, but the quote is there from Graf, and so I'm jumping ahead to episode 10. I don't really So you're talking re- about a quote that you don't know the context of, you don't know when it was referring to, but you yes. think it's more locked in than all the conversations we've had about what went, went on well, this at is that the time. the juiciest thing. This is like new information. that he. If you read this verbatim, it's just him saying well, it didn't did matter about the Well, did they ask Benedict money. yesterday? Uh, I don't believe they asked him about that quote. You said it's the most important quote, and they didn't ask about it. Yeah, it's a fail. I would, I would have asked that, but I think Benedict will be on next week. He'll be back. He'll be back on. But the other thing is, he can't talk about episode ten. It's embargoed, except for Chad Graff. Anyway, what did you think of the two episodes you did see? And I guess just any change in your perception of the dynasty, or how has it changed your view of this franchise going forward? Uh, there's a lot to kind of dig into there. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It is the Ken and Curtis show. At noon, we head to Fort Myers, believe it or not. Brad Foe is there. He has arrived. He has a special Baseball Isn't Boring show uh, starting at noon. And boy, I'm telling you, speaking of buzz, there's a lot of buzz about the Red Sox right now. There's almost too much to get into there. I mean, you've nailed their offseason. It is so depressing, I don't even want to mention it right now. So let's just go to Joe Braverman and what's trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. I don't know if some of these stories will lighten you up, but it's kind of depressing as well. Bruins welcome uh, the Kings to town as they continue their homestand. It's a Saturday matinee today at TD Garden. Bees are 1-3-1 and one on their current seven-game homestand, including going winless in three straight. Puck drop is set for 12-30. Indiana's own Benedict Matherin took home Rising Stars MVP last night to kick off all-star festivities in the NBA. The Celtics are well-represented. In Indiana, Jalen Brown will be competing in the slam dunk contest tonight, along with the Heat's Jaime Hawkins Jr., G League's Jacob Toppin, and defending champion Mac McClung. He, along with Jason Tatum, will be competing in the All-Star Game taking place tomorrow night. In related news, Vince Carter and Chauncey Billups are among finalists for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Also finalists are former Wisconsin coach Bo Ryan and Hall of Fame player Jerry West, who is a finalist as an executive. The final list of inductees will be announced during the final four in april the raiders plan to release quarterback jimmy garoppolo in march after he was suspended yesterday for two games next season due to a ped violation the san diego padres plan to move former red sox shortstop xander bogarts from short to second base this season they will start Haas young kim at shortstop and in golf news 
Jordan Spieth was disqualified from this weekend's Genesis Invitational for incorrectly filling out his second-round scorecard. This comes during a second round where Tiger Woods withdrew due to an illness and lingering back spasms. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The word I used earlier, he seems stiff. What was your vibe on Bill's uh, willingness to participate and you know, be forthcoming in this. I think what you just said is absolutely uh, accurate and and it was authentic. Uh, he, he he is what you see. There was some incredible camera work done by our cinematographers and some patience by Matt Hamachek in the interview process where Matt did most of the interviews in the series. Not all of them. We had a number of producers who did some interviews. Um, but that hesitancy is what allows the viewer to feel like they're in the room. Nobody wants to be Jeff Benedict, the author of Dynasty, Jones and Mego Yesterday. This is Kenneth Curtis on WEI. And that's Usher, by the way, playing this song. Not only was he the Super Bowl halftime show host, he was the that was the number one song on the Billboard chart during Snowball week. So there you go, bringing you back 20 years ago. Everything comes full circle, Curtis. But Benedict's right. I mean, Belichick, but he was kind of put in a tough spot. They did the interview in the offseason before this year, so he's still a team employee. He's still in Belichick lockdown mode. You are totally right. He needs to come out with a rebuttal oh. quickly. Well, I, I also wonder if this serves as Kraft's holer piece, which was intended to preclude Francona from getting another gig. I, and I don't know. I, I have no idea. And I, I, I can't fathom that should, you know, the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy, that Jerry Jones is going to sit and watch a 10-part docuseries <laughs> yeah, and, then, yeah, probably not. and then say that Bill's not there. But all the things that we surmised would be issues, whether it's the, you know, the one thing we've talked about occasionally, 
that for whatever reason, Brady's Trump hat was this huge international incident, but the personal letter that Kraft, sorry, that Belichick crafted for Trump to read publicly, we were working that morning. Mm -hmm. We said, this is no way this is true. He's lying. Like there was few things in my life of working in Boston sports radio have been more shocking than the day that we heard that that rally in New Hampshire where Trump read a letter that actually was written by Bill Belichick. Yeah, and then Bill got to the podium and defended it. I mean, right. Brady yeah. wouldn't address it, right? I mean, he came on our show and right. he, he, he was asked about it, but he... Was flimsy. Yeah. But... Um, like, he, at one point he said, Giselle said I couldn't talk about it. My wife right. said not to talk politics. Right. Um, Which is behind all of this. Does, does Giselle appear in the yeah, docuseries? I, I would just say it this way. Everything that you thought likely was something that was real. Everything that you you, you were sort of, you know, you were hypothetically at the thought of these instances. Did this really manifest into what I thought it did? It did. Because guess what? The Patriots, even though, by the way, another thing, you know what I get always, I get told by... The Patriot honks. Nobody says the Patriot way, Curtis. That's a media creation. Uh, several important people in this docuseries say Patriot way. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Or maybe just one. But the biggest one there is says Patriot way. Interesting. So, it, it, so he's taking credit for that now. Right. And it's just a uh, – uh, Bill Clinton years ago at the uh, – the inauguration or the whatever they call the, the 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 opening of the Bush Library 43 says that this is the latest and greatest example of president's attempt to rewrite history where you know we, we you don't put all the negative stuff in there you remember the bullhorn speech maybe not no WMDs whatever but that that when people are done they like to remember the good moments and try to obscure the bad ones and what Robert Kraft did in this venture is a service to the fans because there is a, a way to hear from almost everybody that was a part of it. But it is most certainly with the slant. And I believe, and stronger than ever, that the opening day Brady, I'm a Patriot for Life halftime show was a quid pro quo where Robert and Tom came together with some sort of an agreement. It wasn't signing to be a Patriot, which I said never would have happened, but... It was transactional. There's a lot of this is geared at basically placing Kraft in a powerless situation where he was forced to do things that he would later regret. And, by the way, part two of that is coming up on 6-12-24, right? We still have Brady Day on the way, so... Uh, I am a patriot for life. I'm sure what? I mean, pretty, I'm quite sure Bill's not going to be part of that day after the developments of the last no, couple of months. No, he will not be there, and I'm just shocked that Brian's on the staff. That's got to be so weird. Yeah. And the other thing is, maybe Curran was late. Maybe Kraft was going to fire him before the season. Because if you're Robert Kraft and you're saying this... Well, right, that's that. Well, I guess Kraft's parts could have been filmed more recently, right? Doubt it. But also, it puts a real, you know, not like you and I bought into it, but the the, the dog and pony show of the dueling press conference with, with Bill and Robert and that <laughs> we wish them all the best. Like, while that's sitting in the can... Ready to be released on Apple TV, Robert Kraft is saying the total opposite of what he would later say. Well, that's the part of this that I does I do think hits a perfect time on it. They just nailed the timing. First of all, they got to start this whole filming during the last Super Bowl win, and so they got the last two years of Brady. They got the exit, the book ends with the you know Brady's departure basically, and this drops 
right at the very finality of the dynasty. It feels like that anyway with Bill leaving and Mayo taking over. And you look at the staff And the now beginning and of another. Yeah, I mean, it's just a whole new crew. No, uh, but it's perfect. Oh, the beginning of the Chiefs dynasty. Right. Yeah, that's a, true. A new, a new dynasty is coronated yeah. as this one deteriorates. And then you have the understanding and the, um, you know, I think obviously the way they did it worked. And it's hard to say now that they'd have eight or three or two or ten, depending on what teams do. But the the inability to openly discuss things that were problems or things that just were set and left to fester for such long periods of time and to bring it into the modern Patriots and the demise of this Patriots team recently, I think about Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and that sort of clear parting of the ways. And I actually respect Bill in this way, that he saw that Mac wasn't it, that Bill Belichick for the entire time of his coaching experience in the NFL used practice to try and simulate pressure situations so that the players on the field would never be under more stress than they were on at practice. Things were intense, whether it was with Rodney Harrison or Patrick Chung or Willie McGinnis or Dante Hightower, that they had players that were mentally tough. And that was A, because they drafted them, and B, because they helped mold them. And when Bill saw Mac and he brought in Patricia and Judge and Mac, you know, I think rightfully revolted, Bill just said, okay, like, F off. You're not the guy. And, yeah, but and part I, of that, you know what part of that is? That Kraft got involved. He got he meddled and made him pick Mac, and Bill didn't really want to. I mean, he might have been on the fence at best. Right, but he didn't give back his Executive of the Year award. Well, yeah, but I'm just, I mean, it just got off to a bad start. Probably an overreaction from the way Brady left. And you and part go back to this docuseries. you got to give Kraft credit for the way he let Bill make the call Brady over Belichick. Brady over Bledsoe. I mean, he deserves oh, a ton of credit for that. Absolutely, obviously. I have obviously. said it. I've said it countless times. The single most important and best decision in Boston sports in my lifetime, and there isn't a close second. There really isn't. It it it, it was something where just going back to those days and how it was like. Are you kidding? Drew Bledsoe was God, not God. Like he was a not quite Ray Bork, but he was a legend. He took the Patriots out of the dumpster, brought them to the playoffs. He was brought a star a, in a city without many stars, to they, be honest. At right, the time. and Bledsoe brought them to a Super Bowl that many yeah, people saw. Joseph and the Bruins. And right, other you know, Joe, as you know, never look out, for, look out for him. Yeah. But, you know, you had Scott Cooper back-to-back MVP at third base because you had to have one. Awful times. Tony Fossis. I could do 90 sports all day. But yeah. um, the... Joe Kerrigan. Oh, Pedro, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Joe Kerrigan. Um, that's so weird. It's amazing what, you, what triggers. I was at Providence College visiting the campus before deciding about going to Cutwin where I was applying, and they had broken the news, and Joe Kerrigan goes, yeah, I'd like to have a set lineup. I'm like, ooh, well, that's really... Do you think Pedro fan. has, like, a one of those pictures of Kerrigan on his wall still, like a dartboard? Or, I mean, he's just, that, the hostility that he carries to this day. But all greats have that. Like, it's just this bizarre fixation with random people that he they... He blames Joe Kerrigan for taking credit for him. Right. 20 years later. Right. And, and I'm sure that there's elements of many people that are a part of this, but... <laughs> Drew Bledsoe 
would have been the obvious choice. He was the veteran's choice. Wiggy's talked about it. You've heard Brewski and McGinnis. Right. And Wiggy Ty and Ty Law. Law think they would have won a Super Bowl with Bledsoe. Right. Even though they were 5-13 and 13 and they had lost the first two games of that season to the Bengals and the Jets. But I digress. And he so, moved like a wildebeest, right. according to Scott Pioli, who was great. Oh, so is is that what that episode just aired? Yeah. Okay. Snowball. That conversation is worth it in and of itself, where they say that it's clear Bledsoe was already stationary. Now he is immovable. Now he predicts the hit, braces himself, and the way they use these footage, and I feel bad you have Drew and his wife as a part of it, that they're like, and he sucked. Yeah, I don't think the inclusion of Drew's wife really added much. Totally That was a mistake. It's like, what's she going to say? Obviously, she felt bad for her husband. Right. And it... Right, and it wasn't like I, I thought Drew Bledsoe comes across awful. He does. He is a guy petulant like, baby. They're and, even zooming in on his face on but, the sideline or the game. But game. that's why Drew and and I'm sorry, Tom and Bill began requiring the other because there was this groundswell waiting for them to fail. That's true. Even when they decided, the second best decision was Bill Belichick saying with Ernie Adams, which you learn in the docu series that. Their, their defense was gassed. In a, after a Super Bowl that was rec- decided at the, the tail end by you know critical decisions made by both the Chiefs and the uh, Niners, you have the Patriots-Rams. Mike Martz is very good in it. We didn't get there yet. Okay, Patriots and the Rams. <laughs> and you have uh, excellent conversations about why they went for it with, with Tom and why they are... They were just so buttoned up, and they were just a great call. Great call by Kraft to stay out of it, and a great call by Belichick. Obviously, he's been proven right. And it was, and that's where early on there was a great post game where the Patriots lost to the Chargers in a regular season, and and Marty Schottenheimer was critical of the Patriots in some way. And Drew and Tom Brady looks into the camera and goes, "Yeah, I'm not going to listen to him. I listen to my coach." And they were really tight. And you know, success erodes the nets, the feeling of needing someone else to be side by side, and that occurred here over a long period of time but those decisions in those weeks of that 2001 regular season when Bledsoe's back in the locker room saying I look forward to the opportunity to fight for my job right, the right. way he kept right referring next, to right it next to Brady's locker but the way he kept referring to it as my job right you know I not to get political again but it reminded me of the Scott Brown special election where he's asked about Ted Kennedy's seat, and he's like, "It's not Ted Kennedy's seat." But you, but Wiggy still says that to this day. You don't lose your job to injury. Like it, that was a rule. That was the accepted opinion. That was fact. But if you're listening to Scott Pioli, that he was not as good. It right. wasn't that he right. was hurt. He it was that he was unable to stand in the pocket and and take a hit. All right, let's take some reaction to this six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Battling on here about the docu series, the first two episodes, uh, including Wiggy's snowball episode. Let's go to Phil in New Hampshire here on the Kenny Curtis Show. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, guys. Happy Saturday. To you as well. Um, I watched that a little different than you. Um, you know, you want to give Kraft uh, credit for staying out of it, but when you say, this is what I want, and if it doesn't work out, you'll be held accountable, that's the definition of meddling. That was like the beginning of, of meddling. Meddling from the start. Bill had some gigantic stones on him to... to Go against that, sit the highest-paid quarterback in the league, and work with the kid that you know he vibed with from the beginning. And I gotta give you gotta give the guy credit for going against everything. But Mr. Kraft, uh, there was definitely some meddling involved. And you say this is what I would like to see happen. 
as the owner. And if it doesn't work out, there'll be accountability. That's, you know, you're a boss, Ken. You said that. You're basically manipulating the situation to get what you want, right? Well, not really. You're just saying, I'm going to fire him if we, if we don't win. So that gets back to the first question, Phil. <laughs> if, if they lose to the Raiders, do you think Kraft fires Belichick and keeps Bledsoe? After hearing that. Oh, I, 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 that's a tough one. I, I mean, he, got, he gets you there. He gets you there. Just, just the fact that they got that far and that short of a time, that short of amount of time, that's a success in my book. I mean, that team went from, you know, 5-11 and 11 to snow game. Yeah, 11-5. and five. Were they the three yeah. seed? And even that, Thanks, the, um, the, the final regular season game of Foxborough Stadium where you had the pass to Brady – by Kevin Falk, I think, in the way the players went around that building and the, the the views of the old office of Robert Kraft inside that place. I mean, Foxborough Stadium was there's fifty piles of crap, and then there's Foxborough when it comes to the ranking as the thirty second <laughs> NFL stadium. And you know, to have that new facility being built, how about and, the payphones you could see in there? Like, oh. in the, Tremendous. But also, like, consider the stress, right? So, obviously, you have the horrific events of 9-11, and you have this brand-new facility. That, by the way, that's a great shot. They have the the 9-11 post, the first game after 9-11, and Ty Law standing there holding a little flag, tears coming down his eyes, his cheek. It's still to this day, they included it slightly, um... But I was at that game, and we had season tickets, so we got... I was very lucky to go to all these games, and... Where they finish the Joe Andrews's brothers are uh, New York City firemen. We're New York City firemen, so they're there and they're running out. And obviously, the Patriots are playing the Jets, so they all had FDNY hats on. And the Patriots, you know, there was this coming together. And right before they sung the anthem, I think it was John Rooker, the the voice of Gillette Stadium, says, "Per the orders of the President of the United States, we're returning." our flag from to full mass. I don't mm-hmm. know the exact terminology. Yep, yep. And the place effing came unglued. And it was so, it, there was just this feeling of um, resolve and sort of like, F you, we're going to go back to watching football. We're going to go to the game. We're not going to be, you know, scared into our house and allow these, you know, evil people that, chose to change our way of life and then that was the backdrop of the whole season and then but to th- consider the 9-11 just obviously removing the horrific events and the the, the 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 loss and the toll and all that just for this conversation you just p- privately financed a brand new stadium and the team was not going in a good direction i mean you're looking at a pretty big hole. It's not like Robert is like, you know, Warren Buffett. You know, he had a lot of money. He married into some of it, and he mm-hmm. did well for himself. But he used Hartford to his advantage. Certainly. Say. Certainly used Hartford. Um, by the way, do you see Shaughnessy in the front row of <laughs> yeah. that press conference? Yeah. Uh, one yeah. guy less standing. I know. I was texting with uh, Patriots PR guru Stacey James that he looks the same and Brady looks younger somehow in this. But um, it, it, it really was an incredible season, and it was the first time people my age had just turned 40 where your whole life the, the team's lost. You know, I remember when Prohl scored to tie the game in Super Bowl 36. I'm like, oh, my God. They did all this 17-3 to lead, and they're going to lose this game, and that's changed forever with that team. Now, Jones and Mego uh, on their Twitter account, their X account, had a question. Who deserves the most credit for the beginning of the Patriots dynasty yesterday? 
and 1,000 votes in. Belichick, 42%. Brady, 41%. Kraft, 11 Like, this is Kraft's shining moment. If you're going to give Kraft credit for the dynasty, it's this early period. It's, you know, taking over and, uh, you know, what it parcels that era I, and I, the new I, stadium. I didn't and... like the question. I don't think really? they put Vinatieri there. Yeah, but he got it 6% of the but vote. But I would have done Belichick, Kraft, Brady, defense. Ooh. Mm. But that's kind of Belichick. Okay, but I would say Ty Law thinks he's pretty good at defense, and Laurie Malloy and yeah. Willie McGinnis and well, fair, but, you know, Ted Johnson. Ty Law is the one Grable. that wants the bronze Vinatieri's foot, so it's not like he was insignificant. If he doesn't hit that kick. I'm not saying, I mean, if you want to say singular moment, it's Vinatieri's snowball kick, but when it comes to... Quick aside, another franchise, I don't want to say the Patriots ruined the Raiders because they did go to the Super Bowl the next year, I believe, but... Rich Gannon. But that was it. That was the, That was their window. One of those years they lost, the next year they lost to Tampa, and for 20 years they've been irrelevant. Now with Jimmy G getting popped for performance enhancing. And, <laughs> and just looking at the, the talent of those two teams, I mean, but by the way, another thing that irks me about the Raiders, they had a fourth in like six inches to seal that game, and they didn't get it. Like they had, it's people view it like, oh, there was the, the tuck rule, and then the Patriots immediately won. Right. right. There were. I mean, the Patriots had to drive down the field to get mm-hmm. into Vinatieri's range. Then they had to drive down the other field in overtime to get into position to kick the game-winning field goal. That's true. I mean, there was J.R. Redmond was massive. McG- uh, Willie, I mean, uh, Wiggy was gigantic. I mean, the whole uh, there there was unbelievable. And then that that Steelers AFC Championship was as Ooh. team-oriented a win as you'll ever see. Yep. All right, some great moments in the first two episodes of the Patriots docu series on Apple Plus. It's in there. It's in there with a bunch of, I mean, it's an oversaturation of material. That's the other impressive thing. You have Do Your Job. you got Man in the Arena. you got America's Game. You've got Bill on NFL Films, top 100 players. And yet this still is so good, it is kind of, you know, I think pierced through a little bit. Speaking of that, in addition to taking your uh, reaction to what you saw, if you watch these, we had Wick on yesterday on the Greg Hill Show. Talking about yet another one. Is 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 it too much? I mean, will that be any good? I want to I get your thoughts on that. Okay. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Nothing to officially report yet, but we are in production on a uh, multi-part, absolutely top-quality, fantastic uh, documentary series on uh, along the lines of hopefully The Last Dance and so on. And uh, we are deep into that. We've signed contracts. Film is being filmed and archives are being gone through and it's in process. Really exciting. They're following the team this whole year behind the scenes. So we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, win or lose, it'll be out. Big Grosbeck. That is the owner that can do no wrong. He's on the Great Hill Show yesterday. Great Ask the Owners uh, section. You guys sounded quite excited about that new uh, development, that new I mean, breaking I, news. I think Greg had to change his pants. <laughs> Kenny Curtis here with you until noon. <clears throat> um, 
So then Chad Finn weighed in and said, this is not along the lines of um, The Last Dance at all. It's a Celtics history docuseries. That's what he put on his uh, X account. So, okay. so why doesn't he just call Wick and ask him about it? Right now, I mean, it's not like we were reporting it. It's what Wick said. Yeah, right. So, I mean, if it's a history of the Celtics, it could still be done well and be interesting. I'm not saying that couldn't, but it's definitely not a last dance. The last dance, which struck at a time in our country during the pandemic, which is just it's hard to duplicate that in any sense. Well, and also Jordan was really the last crossover star that did not have. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, he, he just. He was beloved. Maybe Tiger at the beginning, but that ended with the, you know, he lost some people with the, the craziness in the mid-2000s. But I, I Michael Jordan was, I, I hate to use the hoity-toity term, but the zeitgeist of that, like, like there for people our age, Michael Jordan was like right. nobody, he just was the greatest. There was no other way to describe it. He was yep. just the best. You hated when he beat your team, but there wasn't this vitriolic disdain for Michael Jordan that exists for Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and you know the greats today there's this LeBron there's just this sort of there's there's always been this this newfound disdain whereas with Michael Jordan the last dance and it was a time where we didn't see any of it so we were you know there's a lot of that in the dynasty where you're seeing things for the first time right but we saw after every you know the Patriots beat the Chiefs in the 2018 AFC title game We've seen the locker room reaction because they put it on Twitter after. In the mid-90s, there was no... And the other thing with Jordan is there was always this intrigue about why did he leave? Why did he play baseball? What yeah, happened? There the was angle. There, right. there was so much there. Right. I don't know if they go... Like, um, Bill Russell's wife was at the game last Friday. I was I was there, and um, he just passed away. Maybe there's archival footage of the old Celtics dynasties that you haven't seen that is being released now, or who knows? Maybe the 08 team is jumped into, but I, I have a hard time believing it's going to have a huge resonance. The biggest thing the Patriots did winning the, the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl 36 in 2002 when it was played is that it began the arms race, the Cold War between the Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, and Celtics. And now you have a newfound Netflix war where everybody's trying right. to outdo with a documentary about their past success. But Wick is, doesn't need it. Wick is just winning based on coming on the radio once in a while, talking honestly, being a fun guy to just hang out with and he the sound, Celtics are rolling. Right. He's relatable. I, I can tell you already the biggest dink on this Netflix with the Celtics is going to be Missoula. <laughs> you hate Missoula. Like, you hate Bill. Oh, Speaking of Bill, back to the Bill reaction in the Dynasty series. Let's go to Jim in the car. Hello, Jim. Oh, hey. Uh, how are you guys? Good. How are you? I wanted to call. I called you a few weeks ago absolutely convinced that Belichick was staying. And I feel compelled to admit that I was wrong. But one of the main reasons I feel compelled to admit that is because Wednesday of that week, when nothing had happened yet, I was like, oh, man, I am calling those guys. I'm going to say I told you so. What do you think was happening for those three days? Did it really take three days to decide we're going to part ways mutually? Yeah. So, Jim, my guess is, and this isn't reporting, it's just what I believe to have happened, is that from when Bill showed up Monday morning and was status quo saying I'm under contract, and volunteering that he would be tolerant of decreased roles in whatever was best for the team, was the quote, that that was all just negotiating and there was a an agreement made between the two to allow Bill to leave without the Patriots seeking any compensation and that there was going to be this return of the favor from Bill to Robert that they would show up together 
and separately answer questions. There's a lot of lawyers. There's a lot of documents to get out of contracts. The Patriots and Bill, I'm sure, are litigious. And that's my guess is that it wasn't that the decision had been made. It was the the manner in which the the decision was released to the public. Okay, that's uh, I hear you, but that still sounds like it should take an hour, not three days. Have you ever been with an attorney over looking over a contract? Although Kraft's going to be paying that contract on all year now, right? Yeah, I mean, to, yeah. to Bill's advantage there, and you know we get some text on this. It's interesting. I I do think Kraft's perception is fascinating. To use our friend Jerry's word. Um, with this docu-series. He's not getting a lot of credit for the start of the dynasty, which is where he did the best stuff, you know, getting it together, getting it started, because that goes to Bill and to Tom. This texture says, 603, the crafts can stop with the he was like a son to me crap. I nearly puked when Jonathan said that about oh, Tom. God, I wish I could kiss the texter right now. That, I had the identical response. It is so... Or about inf- Bledsoe. You said about Bledsoe, right? Right. Yeah, but- he was like a son to me. It is so. Uh, it's no. They are not. They all had to fight for everything. You gave this, your son the team. Jonathan didn't have to do anything to become the owner in chief or the owner in waiting. Like it's a very different situation. And I. Tom Brady deserves more. Do you think the crafts are beloved? I don't know. I think Roberts really. I think they. If there's they are, one, but I, I, I am hardly a spokesperson for everybody here, but. Given my experience of living here and, and, and following the teams and listening to the fans for years of my life on this radio station, the one thing that people here hate the most are people that are fake, are people that are telling you they're one thing and being something else. And part of the reason you have guys like, you know, look back to these these championship teams. You, know, you look at a guy like Perk, not exactly, you know, the greatest player of all time, but spoke his mind. People like like him, They that people love. You know, Mike Napoli, people love Willie McGinnis. They love, you know, guys like Mike Vrabel who are, you know, exactly what they 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 profess to be. Mm-hmm. And Ty Law is a great example of that, a guy who's perfectly comfortable in his skin. He left to go play for the Jets. Nobody blamed him for it. People love Ty Law. He's a Hall of Famer. What Robert Kraft is attempting to do is rewrite history and create the situation where the most powerful man in the room was powerless in fixing it. And I just, nobody buys it. And the way that Brady left... And the way that Kraft left. I, you heard Greg, right? Greg has been a Kraft guy forever. Greg, I think we got a visceral reaction from Greg that represents a large portion of the fan base that says Kraft is just not being 100% accurate. Right, but go back. Forget about the end of the Dynasty stuff. Go back to the beginning. These two episodes everybody saw. Kraft did a great job to let Bill make the call. Brady over Bledsoe. Stayed out of it. Yes, said he would hold him accountable. But stayed out of it. That after hiring Bill, after saving the dynasty, saving the franchise, keeping it here. But he's trying to do it both ways by saying that Drew Bledsoe's a kid to him and that he would he didn't agree with it at the time. And you know, it's like it's it should be about how Bill Belichick made a decision that reshaped Boston as we know it. So you don't think Kraft deserves any credit? No. Bill Belichick was hired to be the football but coach. But he just paid a guy a hundred million. He could easily have stepped in and said, Hey, Bill, put Bledsoe back in. But you heard what's, what what the people were saying in the building. Yeah, the wildebeest. Right. Move, move like a wildebeest. So, fine. I mean, Scott Pioli, fine. I know you think that. Sorry, I paid him $100 million, Put him back in. The okay. owners, Jerry Jones, would have done that. Others would have done that. And, and I feel like Bill Belichick has given Robert Kraft back that 
in terms of billions over <laughs> over and over again. All right. Do you give Kraft any credit? 617-779-7937. How much credit? And does this make you feel better about his role in the whole thing? Um, or was he less significant? It's Kenny Curtis. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.